The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a AmomentWithMorris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Peace and blessings, family. We are bringing you live the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Where we get together and talk about everything, the traffic and the life in these streets. In these cold, cold, cold streets. <laughs> Always getting together every seven days, bringing you episode number 40 of the Say Something Podcast. That episode 40, that E40, that Earl Stevens. Uh, You were supposed to go uh, Barnes, Harrison Barnes. Isn't he 40? Uh, I would go Gail Sayers over that. But you said E40. That's a rap artist. Episode 40, E40, Earl Stevens. uh, Earl. Earl Stevens as the rapper, right? Yeah, Earl Stevens. But you... Always do sports athletes. Yeah, but so why'd you switch it up? Because it was E40. That's like me switching up me singing. But it's E40. It's E40. <laughs> it's, it's E40. That Earl Stevens. Like I said, I was going to go jersey number number 40. I go Gail Sayers. That was a, he was a beast back in the day, though. Yeah. So episode 40, bringing you. What's happening in the traffic and the life? And uh, since we, Gail Sayers, NFL player, a lot going on in NFL news these Man, days. Let's get into it. Still, personally, have not. I haven't watched any games yet this season. Uh, but you don't even have to follow football for you to get NFL updates. Yeah, it's too hard. Yeah, you don't. You're either going to get it on social media, or it's it's hitting the the wave of news. The media so heavy, you're going to be forced to get it. Yeah, you don't need Skip or Shannon or Max or Stephen A. Because you got old uh, Donnie J. Ah, Trump. Mr. 45, a.k.a. the Pussy Grabber. A.k.a. Dope 45. He's been uh, real quick to uh, give his commentary on the state of affairs in the National Football League. Uh, Recently over this past week addressing the kneeling a la Colin Kaepernick that's been going on across the nation of different sports teams and it was in full force this week after setting up you know old, old Donnie old Donnie Trump was telling NFL owners in which he alluded to and directly said you know some of which he knows some of which have been his friends you know that billionaires boys club about how you know he's waiting for the first NFL owner that when one of these guys comes out and kneels for the anthem that, you know, you pull that SOB, you know, fire him right then and there off the team and see more or less if that doesn't straighten the rest of them up. And that comment was met with uh, resistance, yes, <laughs> to say the least, where across the league, uh, half the team owners sent uh, statements on behalf of their, their franchise talking about how they are supportive of these players rights to their their freedom of speech and and uh voicing their opinion and their concern and then uh, throughout the league most multiple teams use multiple players to come out and show demonstrations during the national anthem from most of the denver broncos came out took knee a lot of the cleveland browns uh the entire Pittsburgh Steelers team minus one player in the coaching staff all stayed in the locker room during the national anthem. You even had the Dallas Cowboys where they stood uh in the beginning, locked arms, and then they all took a knee together, including owner uh Jerry Jones. So you had a lot of different players and well, coaches. Let's 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 be correct on what we're talking about. They did that before the national anthem, and then they stood for the national anthem. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going into. So you had all these different teams who showed different displays of what they viewed was uh, either supporting a fellow player, uh, spiting the current administration, or more or less just getting in line with with the team's new philosophy. So every display of what you would consider a protest that happened over the past weekend were not protests, not for what Colin Kaepernick started. 
uh, alluding to Calib- the Cowboys with what they did with Jerry Jones. Yeah, they they stood in the beginning, uh, then they came out and took a knee together, showing that they weren't kneeling for the national anthem per se, but that they were kneeling together. But more of that had to do with Jerry Jones saying, "All right, this is what we gonna do this week." You know. Well, and then at the same time, I think Jerry Jones as well. There was rumors that said he was gonna fire folks or all type of different BS that was happening. There was also rumors, so I think that. This was a show of, ha, 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 I'm up one on you guys. Yeah, it was a uh, popular thing throughout the league. And like I said, you had, there were a lot of teams that got together in unison and, and, and in unity, more so led by the owners of their franchise, primarily because of the words of the current administration. So a lot of the protests that went on had absolutely nothing to do with the original Colin Kaepernick protest. His knee that he started taking when he was in San Francisco was a nod alluding to the uh, the disproportionate way that people of color are shot and killed and treated at the hands of law enforcement across this nation. Uh, what went on this weekend for the most part was more so just a slap or a spit in the face of the current administration. Uh-huh. It had very little to do with the actual protests, but what Colin Kaepernick was talking about. It more had to do with a lot of owners who were fellow billionaires who weren't letting some guy that they've known for years tell them what they should do with their franchise. Uh, it became socially acceptable in their eyes when they came up with this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, not so much Sunday after these things started happening. So there's a lot of teams that started getting backlash publicly and some players financially from this. But as it goes into all, you know, all these different people coming out and all these, you know, uh, hypocrites, a la LaShawn McCoy, a la oh, Double Ray. Homicide, Ray Lewis. Oh, Ray Lewis, two people who, who vehemently said that either A, they would never – uh, protest or take a knee during the national anthem, or that this was just completely wrong thing to do. Uh, Lashawn McCoy did calisthenics during the national anthem while the entire field is is frozen, um, looking like the 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 mannequin challenge. He's down there doing uh, leg stretches and, and, and hamstring touches. The only one out there stretching the field, so that way he didn't definitively have to stand or kneel for the national anthem. Uh, and then you had old Ray Lewis, uh, who came out to take a knee with the with the team, and he was his on both one, knees. He was on both knees, which is important to say because that's the excuse he used when he was jammed up uh, about I, you know I thought you said you wouldn't take a knee. If if you notice, I didn't take a knee. I I took two knees, and, and, and I prayed with the team. Uh, that backpedaling. Whole lot of backpedaling going on. So with all this stuff going on, all these people with who've tried to change the narrative of what the protest is about, other people who are, you know, just kind of out for self or backpedaling on what they've said that they would do or wouldn't do. What is the end game? What does this look like when it's done? Because we have all these these protests, players starting to sit, players starting to kneel. Uh, some standing separation amongst the team and whatnot. What does this look like? Like what is what is the purpose? What does this look like when it's done? Man, this is a, a episode that I was looking forward to. I was watching all this stuff, um, and I was excited. I was excited because we're going to have something great to talk about. Not saying that we don't have great things to talk about in other episodes and other shows, but watching. This all unfold, the pulse of America, uh, the pulse of politics, the pulse of sports. It's such at a critical stage where we're really at a boiling point. You say, what is the end game? Well, in reality, the end game is something good or bad is going to come out of all this. I don't know what is going to come first. We've definitely had a lot of bad. Um, I'm yet to see the good and if anyone thinks that what they did the show of solidarity was impressive or what they did was something that we can um, celebrate I applaud it in a sense but I'm not buying it in another sense because a lot of these owners uh, billionaires who donated to Donald Trump's campaign first of all were doing this just to say Hey, Donald, 
you can't speak to us about what we do. You worry about your own house. And you said that and you clear, clearly stated that in, in your uh, beginning rant. Now, the part that I get frustrated is once again, we've allowed Mr. 45 to control the narrative by his vulgar behavior and his outspoken and outlandish uh, critical injection of what he believes should be the NFL. And when he speaks, we cannot listen. We have to tune it out. And when he talked about firing these sons of bitches, let's be clear that he was talking about he wanted to fire these ends. Let's be clear that he wanted to say the N-word. Let's be clear that all of, if not a majority of these players who have all kneeled or did a protest in the NFL were African-Americans. So when you say as a president, sons of bitches, not only are you disrespecting those players, but you're disrespecting the mothers of those players. And at the same particular time, you're disrespecting a whole community. So before the NFL has mutiny, they had to do a power stroke. But let's be very clear. The NFL could have evaded all of these situations had they just allowed someone to... And it's not like they haven't done it before. Some franchise to at least get Colin Kaepernick on the field. He's visited places, but he hasn't even tried out. And when I look at the Baltimore Ravens and double homicide Ray Lewis, this was one of the final teams that had the opportunity to sign him. Again, all of this stuff goes away. They didn't sign him, and they were one of the first teams because I think uh, and believe they were the first games in the morning that pretty much all of their players kneeled. I am confused because if you really wanted to make a statement, if you really wanted to show us that you were against police brutality and this wasn't about Colin Kaepernick's protests or whatever, Colin Kaepernick would be playing for a football team. But it's not about Colin Kaepernick. Let's break back the narrative of what it truly is about. And that is a frustration for a person like me who has been at one of the forefronts in my community of change and creating a volume of understanding of about injustice, oppression for black people in America with police brutality and other things. When you get your movement hijacked, sensationalized, it was almost like watching the Pepsi commercial all over again with one of the Kardashian girls. What is what Kaylee Jenner was it? Uh, don't hold me to it. Maybe Kylie. Kylie, one, all, of, one yeah. of the one of the one of the younger ones, right? Yeah. It, it was just that scene replaying in my mind when I watched all these hypocrites sit there and make a bogus stand, and I asked them, "Well, Colin Kaepernick still no doesn't have a job." And the police are still killing us. I know from what I've seen this past Sunday, they've totally have thrown out what the agenda of what Colin Kaepernick was trying to do. Put more awareness on police brutality to the point of is is it the Speaker of the House, the young lady that now is in front of the White House? Is she the Speaker of the House that that replaced the other guy? Session, not session, um. but the other guy. The girl who's on the, the sarcastic one. I don't. I yeah, yeah, exactly. As sarcastically her saying, well, they should protest the police that are protecting them. The one thing that I get frustrated is everyone is pretending it's about a flag and it's about a national anthem. It's never been about a flag. It's never been about a national anthem. If a woman like that wants to sarcastically joke around as if what people are fighting for and standing for, what those folks, shouts out to St. Louis, that are right now going through a war against with their police officers after another police officer was found not guilty. If that's a joke to you, the point of what Colin Kaepernick was trying to make has been totally missed. The point that we've been trying to make has been totally missed. It is not about disrespecting a flag and a national anthem. And I'm going to touch more on the national anthem and flag as well. Okay, so if 
the idea is you get all these people who are who are protesting and even if the narrative is shifting back and forth at some point there, there's going to be half something that's going to have to be done that appeases one side either you just do away with having the players out like it was before 09 where you just have them kind of what the Pittsburgh Steelers did you just stay in the locker room until after the national anthem and then you come out and that eliminates all this as a conversation or something has to be done uh, to some degree which pacifies enough people to to no longer start taking a knee during the national anthem. Like I said, what is the actual what what do you think or what would be a goal? What does this look like? Because it as it progresses through the rest of the season, uh, they're already putting stuff in place to nip this in the bud for oh. next year. Oh, I get that. Because the concern right now is is that this is going to trickle over into the start of the NBA season. Oh, it's going to be mutiny. So I'm saying so if we're saying that we, this is to bring attention to this particular thing, does that mean no one stands from now on? Or is there something that needs to happen that would be enough for someone to say, oh, okay, that, that, I'm good now? Let's first stop talking about the flag. Let's stop talking about the national anthem. Let's do some history. Let's do Uncle B is going to give a little history lesson. When was the national anthem um, penned? Do you know the date on the national anthem when it was penned? The Francis Scott Key version? Yes. Uh, no. Okay. I'm not going to give you the exact date. 1812. Okay. Right? When was slavery abolished? 65. 1865. So we... Mm, Depending upon when your yeah, state yeah. wanted to act right. Exactly. But <laughs> abolished, yeah, it was yeah. 1865. Yeah. Right? Technically. Now, if we... Doing simple math, we can tell that whenever this was penned, the Negro wasn't involved or thought of in the lyrics. Can we can we say that? Not, if we were still enslaved. Not positively. Right. Yeah. And and when you listen to the the long version of it, yeah. the extended uh not the remix, but the extended the 12 play, single. Yeah, yeah you, thank you. you. You get all the words. There. You get every word that is derogatory. To the Negro living in America during that time. So hypothetically thinking that national anthem that so many want to hold as the graceland of songs. If you don't stand for it, if you don't sing it, you're shitting on the country. The country was shitting on the people when they a certain people. And I'll say it because y'all want to know it. Black folks while that anthem was created. So when we sit here and we focus on these symbolic things like a flag or this song, what is unfortunate, again, you all see the problem with America. We would rather look at a flag, a material item as having more value than black lives. That is what Colin Kaepernick was saying. How is it that we are now going to create this lens because everybody wants to have Trump as the talk of the day? It was so funny. I, I, I did a YouTube about the whole thing and you put Trump in, people are going to listen to you all day long, right? You say something right. else, people are going to try to, uh, they don't want to tap in because everybody wants to have an opinion. This is not about Donald Trump. This is not about a flag. This is not about a national anthem. It's not about disrespecting anything because who has been disrespected has been black people. So when we talk about end game, let's refocus on what we need to focus on. And that's police brutality, police terror that is continuing in America. That has to be the focus. And that's what we need to change this narrative that has gone totally out the way to exactly what we need to deal with. OK, so I'm saying what would that look like? Because if, if the, the, the question is, is that st staying completely on task and on point, if it's in complete in conjunction with Colin Kaepernick's original idea, uh, I'm addressing police brutality among black and brown people in America. What would that look like for for people to say, OK, that's enough change. OK, that's enough acknowledgement. Oh, but but here, here, I think it's an easy fix, but they don't want to fix it because all people are asking is for justice, right? Okay. I mean, let's let's be let's be clear. 
when police officers, and we can argue on certain cases, but there's certain cases that you're just saying, how did he, as a police officer, a person I'm using my tax money to pay to protect and serve, is not protecting and serving, is breaking the law, is killing people, unarmed black people, kids, women, and men, and not getting any penalty, no accountability, and this continuously happens. I mean, literally, there has been numerous times where you're like, oh, pff, videotape, pff, body camera, pff, dude's done. And every single time, not guilty. That's the problem. You have to, in order to change it all, we have to start dealing with this fairly. And some of these guys, if they're breaking the law, they're breaking the law, they're killing people out of spite just because of color, just because of race, don't they? And shouldn't they be convicted? Yes, because I, I, I agree with that. Because I, I think where we're starting to get to now is that it's not only is the narrative that has been shifted of what the protest was about, but there wasn't a clear cut finish line to the original campaign. So there was never a point to where, okay, so if, uh, let's just call it 10, the next cases where there's dicey circumstances where unarmed black people are killed, if there's 10 convictions in a row of white police officers, does that satisfy the, the, the campaign? You know what? It definitely will satisfy the campaign because just like people got satisfied with a whole bunch of NFL players taking a knee and it's like, okay, you're taking a knee now, but where the hell were you guys at when Colin Kaepernick first did it? So I think that getting some convictions will satisfy people. So I'm saying, is that the end game? Meaning, Changing the police protocol on how they do things, how they um, police a certain kind of people, yes, it is the end game. Changing policies, procedures, making sure those bad cops are are penalized to the full degree, just like any other citizen, that is the end game. And then you can work your way into all the other things. Because the reason why I ask is because we're at a place now where we have other groups and other cultures who are starting to pay attention. And if the, the attention is being paid to, okay, this is about even the ones who can see past the flag and the national anthem, they get it. Well, this is not about the flag. There's vets who are coming out. There's all kind of people who are saying, I get it. It's not about the flag. It's about the mistreatment of black and brown people in America. What does that look like? What do you want? Because if you're saying there needs to be uh, proper training or retraining, or if there needs to be the way that things are handled amongst uh, beat cops when you're pulling somebody over, when you're addressing somebody, all the way to the systemic level of once you get to court, when it comes to how convictions are laid out, sentencing, when it comes to you know the prison industrial complex, there's so many different minute levels as well as big grand scheme concepts. What does that look like? Kind of like if you got if you if if you finally get the attention, if we if we've reached a point to where white America, the the power structure, all that stuff, sit there and says, "You've got my attention. I'm changing one policy today." What do you want? Is there something in place? Have we even had the discussion amongst us? Not get the conversation of, of y'all need to hear our plight. Have we started on this side of the table of saying, because you can't just say y'all need to do better. Uh, we need we need reform. Uh, we need retraining. That doesn't mean anything. Like, you, you, what do you want? Have we even established that on our side yet? As far as what do we want? Yeah. I mean, I, I, we have established that on our side. It's just as clearly as day. People want bad cops who kill unarmed black people to be convicted. Okay. I'm saying so by that means we have to wait until there's a series of black people killed to know if that took that took hold. So I'm saying if we're saying, okay, they're like, all right, done. We've gone through there. We've got new handbooks. Everybody's got scheduled retraining, this, that, and the third. Well, we've already done the retraining thing. So, so, so there's certain policies like, for instance, I yell, deal with the police bill of rights, changing the dynamics of whatever that bill of rights controls to keep these officers almost to be to be honest with you, almost in a sense of untouchable. And then at the same time, I definitely believe there needs to be more of a focus on making sure that. 
police get drug tested before after a shooting. After a shooting of any sort of kind, test them out right away. Let me see what's going on because we could find a lot of different things since we know when we hear videotapes of them saying things, uh, a particular case, Joseph, man, let me run this mother effer over. I mean, these are kind of the things that I feel like people are, are pushing for change, but I, I don't want to see about 11 string of, of black people having to get killed to see the end result. I mean, it's pretty much water under, uh, uh, under the bridge now. But there has to be some kind of accountability starting when now. I get that. I'm saying most of the campaigning that goes on is really loose theory. The reason why I, I pose the question is, is because, first off, in most of the things that I've heard where people are addressing police brutality, no one's pushing for drug testing for, for law enforcement. Oh yeah, no, most definitely nobody is. But but I'm saying these are the questions when because you, if you if you're having a protest and you're looking to, and the whole thing is to bring awareness to, okay, once you have the listener's ear, then what? Because if you're just going to give a list of gripes and, and complaints, but you don't actually say what you want, you'll hold their attention for a second. And then they'll move on. It's almost like if you're a disgruntled employee and you're like, you keep begging your boss for a meeting for six months. Every time you see him, try to catch him in the elevator, try to catch him in the parking lot. And he's finally like, you got my, t you got three minutes. What do you want? Well, I, I want it to be a better work environment. Um, I don't like the way, you know, uh, we're treated. Maybe we can look at scheduling. Maybe we can look at raises. Okay, done. He walks off and goes about his business and tomorrow nothing's different because you didn't actually ask for something. You didn't say we want double pay on Sundays. We want mandatory no more than 45 hours in a work week. We want 10% uh, more hiring to reduce the workload of the current employees. Like you didn't actually ask for something. So if you're just protesting to make somebody aware of your grievances, but you don't say this is what I want. Is that where we are? Because I'm not hearing the, 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 the plan. And if we're saying that we're going to keep doing this until we start seeing these changes, I don't, but I don't, don't come with the list of what the changes I don't, are. I don't, I, don't, I don't agree. I don't know. I think people have been saying a lot of what the plan is a lot of times. I don't think that it gets highlighted enough because what, what gets highlighted is what gets sensationalized is the bullshit that we're talking about right now. We're not even talking about why there is uh, the protest in the first place. We're talking about flags. We're talking about national anthems, which is bullshit, which is ludicrous, which is embarrassing because we all know that some guy who's making millions and millions of dollars who could have sat on his black ass and still been in the NFL, whether he was a backup, third string, but still got a check, is just not going to sit back and do something that would cost him not only his job, but probably his career for the sake of standing up to what individuals like myself have been doing that hasn't been heard. How much do we have to say we want a changing in policing and here are some of our ideas. We want drug testing for police officers that shoot any individual, any kind of situation. So it doesn't have to be an unarmed. It could just be in any particular situation, drug test those police officers. We want a change and a, a, a key look on the police bill of rights. We want to change the focus on how these police get convicted and how much the power the DA has. We want to make sure that these body cameras are on at all times. And if those body cameras are not on, that these police officers should get fined. Matter of fact, let's even look deeper into police officers and let's put insurance on these police officers. So when they do do a shooting, that they have to be insured. I guarantee you the shootings will go down from there. There has been a lot of things being put to place. We talk about a police commission, but the police commission that they keep on putting everywhere has no power. So if you're going to put a police commission, make sure they have some type of power that creates some type of change, not just 
a, a, a moment to review something, but can't have any suggestions that could really bring justice. So I don't know. You're saying there's not a plan. So well, well, well I'm asking because I guarantee you, if you ask the average person on the street of any color, have they heard of those particular suggestions? Because the average person of every color, if you're not in it like I'm in it or other people have been in it, you get swayed away with the shit that they're trying to present to you right now. Which is the Because we're talking about the national anthem and a fucking flag. It's which like, is why I'm saying on. I'm asking you now so people can hear it. Because if it works under the whole, well, if you're in the know, you know, most people aren't in the know. So that's why I'm saying when you go these these people who are spearheading major campaigns, major protests, who are who are not only getting the narrative that gets shifted to the flag and stuff, the people who are staying on point are not using the platforms at times to really address a pinpoint blue point, like a, a pinpoint plan of what it is that they want. Because they're not. I've seen a bunch of speeches. I've seen a bunch of, of meetings and stuff where everybody uses phrases like, we need to retrain police officers. Who said we that? We need these people. Community groups across the nation. We said that two, we said that two three years ago. That's over with. Because that's not working. Uh, but <laughs> the end results of, of, of training new police, of, of police officers is these old ones show them how to get away with murder. So, But there's still groups who are still pushing that narrative. So if you think that they haven't been using it for the last few years, they have been. They've still been get holding public forums. They still get the ear of the people. They'll sit, they'll go to town hall meetings. They get in front of cameras, and you'll still hear the narrative: police need to be better trained. Uh, we need to look at these things systemically. Very rarely do you ever hear a plan laid out as detailed as the one you just gave. So that's why I'm saying it's not just about the narrative that gets shifted. It's a lot of us spread it out across the nation because there's a bunch of different groups of people who are standing up and talking. I don't know if most have the plan that you just laid out. But I, 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 I disagree. I think that a lot throughout the nation have put out and laid down a plan. It's just we don't want to talk about it. It's not getting all the proper airtime because in reality – in retrospect, what Colin Kaepernick had to do was put a focus that kind of was dimming because nobody was getting convicted. It was just like, dude, somebody has to do something because we're still not getting convictions. It didn't matter um, that Black Lives Matter uh, emerged, that uh, Stand Up United emerged, that uh, the new black empowerment, uh, you know, ideology reemerged the new black panthers emerged i mean all these different groups these 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 subcultures so to speak of what american society is so used to kind of just following the leader that we spoke up even having more uh people of faith-based orientation coming out speaking against the injustice and all of this not only going to the streets but actually also going into government and really Making sure that councilmen, mayors, governors, presidents, uh, county board members really realize how much we want to change. But the problem is, is the system is so built in white supremacy that when you think you got one, they end up shutting down the door on another. So it's such a crazy maze to get through that when you have so many distractions. So right when you're having some volume of pushing things through, guess what? The emergence of an elected guy by the name of Donald Trump. Not saying Hillary Clinton would have been any better, but now you have Donald Trump that now creates this whole synergy that even takes you away from focusing on what the movement was to reform or, as I would like to say, dismantle and recreate what policing should look like. I think that... Because we so often are probably tired of hearing the same old police have to do this. We need to do this. with. I think people get tired of the same individual speaking on what needs to happen. Colin Kaepernick gave us a, a, a good burst of fresh air. But now this whole thing is being co-opted and now it's being channeled on more of an anti-Trump freedom of speech and flag, national anthem, should we kneel, should we stand, 
why are we disrespecting America? <laughs> this shit is crazy. So it's changed again to where we're further from the things that I hopefully articulated very uh, uh, easily and it, it has a sense of understanding on what I'm trying to say and convey because it might go over some people's heads because these are true things and true policy changes that could stop and create better policing if this is the same format that we want to continue to have even though we know that the police are just the henchmen for the oppressive system of white supremacy and they're just the guys that sit in front the guard dogs you know what i'm saying i mean okay. nothing gets through them so then would it make sense to just abandon these protests because if it's at the point now to where the narrative has been shifted and lights not being shined on the actual information and it's not moving in the direction that's actually going to cause change for the problem that was being brought up in the first place is there any point to still following through with taking a knee or or sitting down or whatever if this is what what the path is going to stay on like if it's still just going to be well, we're going it's going to be deflection it's going to be redirected over to here no one's talking about the actual topic then what's the point of even still doing it because you open the doors because more and more people are learning more and more people are 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 understanding what the true demon and beast we deal with you know the funny thing about it man how long i've been shouting and chanting out certain things and and, and been so consistent about my narrative and then when all of this stuff starts going viral and all this stuff starts happening I don't look crazy anymore. I stated that a lot of this stuff we can impact the black community, the black men and women in sports, the in entertainment could change this whole narrative. Because, again, going back to my theory, forget you Negroes kneeling. He called you sons of bitches. Guess what? Show him and show master and tell them, guess what? Just like we would strike if there was a um, disagreement and negotiations for our money, we're going to sit out and not play a game. I sat there and said that when Donald Sterling came out and was boastful about his rat racist rant with his own team, the Clippers, and a few NBA greats in the league, out the league. And when it came time for them to make a stand, had they, and I go back to that, for a second had they the Clippers and the Warriors would have followed suit because you know Mark Jackson he was on his way out anyway so he was like yo whatever y'all want to do we'll follow Lee my team is on it right and this was before the Warriors were the Warriors the Clippers could have set down presidents if they had sat there with all the world watching and did not walk out to play and say, today, we not only take a stand for ourselves, we take a stand for our ancestors, for our family, for those bef before us, before those behind us, for America to understand that racism and hate talk by anyone will not be tolerated. We are not playing. Once you shut down that money, because everything that was Sunday was called a money play, was a money grab. It was owners getting calls and text messages from what uh, 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 are those folks that, you know, uh, investors, uh, endorsers, you know, all, you know, the, the, their own players. Yeah. It, it, it was going to be something that they would have lost control had they not controlled the atmosphere and did exactly and played off the emotions of the people and knew. See, that's the thing about what is so blind from everything that we're dealing with. Motherfuckers know what to do to stop it, but they choose not to do it, right? Because yeah. as soon as it was pushed and the scapegoat Donald 45, a.k.a. the pussy grabber, said some outlandish shit, he's a scapegoat for white supremacy. So it's easy to be like, Donald, I had to do it. Because Donald knows business. Donald will be like, well, you guys made me look like an asshole, but I get it, right? Because yeah. he's a businessman. They made a business move to do that while the whole world was watching looking like, wow. So all Donald just didn't say was these bunch of ends need to get fired. Yeah. What's going to end up happening? What are you going to do? This is out of line. This is out of hand. 
Yeah, were people pissed? Uh, of course, because everybody wants to get caught up on the hoopla of the flag and national anthem. But they made a power play. So in reverse of that power play, when that playoff game, and I go back to that so many times because I know I'm not crazy, had the Clippers sat their asses out and everything would have got, whoa, shoot, you can't just give these Negroes a slap and a high five and a check and, and think everything's going to be good. We wouldn't even be talking about Colin Kaepernick. And to be honest with you, to be honest with you, brother, I'm going to keep it 200. I clearly believe these police uh, 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 attacks on black people would not be as prevalent as it is right now because I truly see that blacks have a power source that they barely use and they don't because they want to be in the circle and the good favor of white supremacy. As much as we talk about how bad it is, we want to be in the good favor of, of these white folks that control the narrative. But in order for us to move forward, I just believe that sometimes you just got to take back and take away things and sometimes leave that person and say, how's life without me? Even if it be for a day. Okay, so if if that being the case, because a good example of, of a group of young men who decided to band together. Missouri. Kind of, yes. You're right. And what they're looking at now is the result of. Oh, most definitely. So since Ms. Uh, Missouri, t took a, banded together and said that we won't play until uh, the folks up top are, are no longer uh, a member of the, the university, uh, they had a 35% decrease in enrollment. Mm. Uh, over 400 employees were let go. Mm. Uh, enrollment is such down that seven dorms had to be closed because they were they weren't populated enough to be mm. on campus. Uh, drastic amount of endorsers, boosters, all that had pulled funding, money, resources to the school, and it's an abysmal situation. Based around the protests from that football team. So now if that's one school for one protest over the firing of one person, mm. are black Americans in a position to be there? Because you're, you're, you're saying that you got to be willing yes. to, 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 to sit out and to miss a game or miss a season or or pull the coat. Are you going to say, I'm going to throw this card down there, like draw for an Uno. I'm going to make this this power move. I'm going to make this this blatant sign of aggression and draw my line in the sand. Are we in a position for the drought season? I believe that <laughs> you're funny. I believe the drought season. Because that's what it's going to look reason. like. It's like Thanksgiving without the, the feasting. feasting. Hey. Shouts out to E40 and Be Legit on that song. It was one of my favorite songs off the Federal album. Now, we have to be prepared for the drought season. But it's not going to be a drought if you've laid down and put your, your good safe keepings away and ain't spend all your paper, right? Because really, this is the thing. One time ain't going to get you fired in a sense of being a sports athlete. Now, may some of the, you know, third string might get ousted. Someone has to be a sacrificial lamb. Someone has to take it. But let's look at the Clippers team at that particular time. Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan. You going to tell them, hey, don't want you back? Let's look at the moment. Let's look at the moment. Sterling had a racist, racist rant that made me cringe. If you, when you heard it, probably made you think and like. I, I looked at his age. I looked at him who he ran with. I wasn't surprised. Okay, but yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a sense of him saying it now, and what all we know, or for all those who were sleeping, thought that oh no, black is everybody's cool. And we there's no racism in the world. I've been around a lot of old rich white people. You and I, <laughs> you and I, yeah. in a moment, are saying, wow, right? But in the reality, folks are just saying blindly, yeah, we got a bear in the studio today. Yeah. This cannot be how folks think. Yeah. The Clippers were like, God damn it, we know this piece of crap feels like this about us, but now the world knows. So the, 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 the you know, 
the the gig is over. Here's the truth. Yeah. People are not going to look at you indifferent if someone has basically called you the N-word and you don't show up to work. Okay. That's why I feel like in that moment, it was all lined up that it would have been so powerful, dog. You would have not played that game. It would have shut them down. What were they going to do? Find you? They couldn't have done nothing because you're basically going to say, so you expect me. And remember, at this particular time, he still was the owner. Yeah. He wasn't suspended, nothing like that. Yeah. You were going to tell me that I'm supposed to go play for this racist prick? That's not what I'm going to do. That does not. That is not in my contract. And I guarantee you, I'm sure there were some loopholes in their player agreement. Because so many people used to say, when I used to argue this back and forth, oh, no, they probably couldn't because of this or could of that. No, but this is the reason why black folks are in this position. Now, you Negroes are kneeling after the fact. But if you Negroes started kneeling with Colin Kaepernick, we wouldn't have this moment right now. Okay. This is where this, this is where the line has to be drawn. No, I get that. So, moving forward, so I, I understand and I agree with you about the Clippers situation. That that moment having come and gone. If all of a sudden... But it's very relevant onto no, what no, no, I'm no. trying to put together. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. I'm saying, I'm talking about what can be done today, is what I'm saying. So, if... What could be done today is the same thing. Negroes need to sit down and say, yo, we're not going to play. We're, we're just, we want to show you who is in power? We don't. We're not gonna play. We. You know what? We're gonna take this thing a little bit further. Forget the kneeling. We're gonna start shutting down stadiums since everybody in the stands want to sit there and call black players uh, um, the N word. Go back to Africa. Leave America. So we're gonna show you one better and not play. Let's see if your sporting event is gonna work out now. So that's where the. Black athlete retires from professional football in its current state. Because realistically, it, it, you're talking about uh, an NFL career is, if you're lucky, three years. True. If you're so drawing that line in the sand pretty much means you've just retired from the NFL. Because the, the window to replace you is already short to begin with. And if you're in a position to make that move, you're already probably at least in year two. Mm-hmm. So we're already looking for the next guy, next man up anyway. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at, okay, we're all just saying we're just walking away from the NFL. Mm-hmm. Is, is that where we're at? You know what? Bottom line, dog, unless things are going to change, this is due to part of giving too many people the wrong amount of control and the control that they have. Is billions of billions of dollars, maybe trillions of dollars on an industry that utilizes um, athletes, whether black or white, like cattle. You know, one particular time, what, three years ago, four years ago, RG3 was the face of the NFL. Where's RG3 now? Uh, he had some of his own doings to do with that, though. Where is RG3 now? I have no idea. Okay, but it was not his own doing was the fact of when he messed up his knee. Guess what? Now his own doings came back to haunt him. It's just like, oh, you're a head case anyway. Let's get you out of there. Colin Kaepernick stood up for something that he believed in, thought that he would get back up. Brothers didn't back him up because everybody was worried about a paycheck. They're not talking about me. Well, I'm good. Next thing you know, they get disrespected. And because everybody's on the bandwagon of, of, well, we're going to just, we're going to show Donald Trump. And trust me, he's well deserving of that. You have... NFL players who are going one way, turning and doing something totally opposite. So my line is like this. None of this is going to stop. Everything is what it is. People feel how they want to feel. Alternative is create your own leap. I know that's a stretch. I know that's like a, wow, ooh, no way, Barry. But at some given time, when you are constantly... At the door. I mean, bro, this is 2017, man. We're dealing with shit in the 1960s that we used to read about, hear about, and thought like, oh, damn, that was kind of crazy. We're right back at that. And it's it, it's not as bad because we haven't had hoses got on us yet, but who knows when that's going to end up happening, right? Standing rock. Are you, you know what I mean? I mean <laughs> they still white throw, folks have they gotten so, hoses, yeah. you know, white folks have gotten so bold 
especially when you look at the Charlottesville situation, that I, anything is possible. I mean, they're hanging Negroes back now again. It's it's the the ignorance is right in front of our front door, and this is not old school white folks with that old school ideology. It is these younger millenniums that are sitting here giving hate speeches in Berkeley damn near every weekend that are constantly on social media hiding behind uh, uh, different uh, you know characters or names spewing out hate. And it's these people that cheer for black folks one day dancing after a touchdown but are berating them because they say, you know what? This is something bigger than me and you and black people getting people killed. My people are getting killed. I want to sit down. I want to stand and say I'm not going to stand up for this American uh, anthem and this flag. And they're getting berated for it. Eventually, when you're in a domestic violence relationship, someone has to go. And sometimes, you know, as you constantly wait for the abuser to change his ways and they don't, you got to go hit the highway. I, don't know, I get it. I mean, there's actually a legitimate movement based and rooted in HBCUs because the, the issue when it comes to, to colleges the where the major scouting goes on, your USC's, your Stanford's, your LSU's, uh, all that stuff, um, those HBCUs don't get enough funding from, from prominent black people in America. They're, they're definitely underfunded. But the movement is, is that all the prospects, I mean, 75, 80 percent of all the top prospects that come up from professional sports are black. So if there is a movement back to HBCUs and uplifting their sports programs and just having everybody go there, you don't go. You're not a hurricane anymore. Mm. You're not a sooner. You're not a longhorn. Mm. You know, what I'm saying you're not a Trojan. You're, you're, you're not a duck. Mm. You're going to Howard. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, everybody's going to HBCUs mm. and make that the quintessential most competitive sports division when it comes to, 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 to basketball, football or whatever. And it could be. And then you have you do your alignment. And if you do it right, you don't go through the NCAA and then uh -huh. you can set up a payment situation where, where, where students are paid. Uh, this is stuff that's on the table where you set up a, a, a new line where you're not playing Cal. You're not playing uh, LSU. You're not playing Alabama. You're playing a, an HBCU divisional uh, schedule. Yeah. And once you get your weight up, you get your prospects through, you get your money up, you update your sports complexes, then you get money to play those teams. Mm -hmm. And then you get alignment to where you do scouting and recruiting for a, a black run. Doesn't have to say, necessarily mean exclusively black players, but a black run and black owned uh, football league. And basketball it, league whatever and, yeah and i just and people have to understand the reason why we're saying this is because it gets old man it, it really gets old that white people and it's not all of them but a majority pretend like they don't know why certain things are going on it gets old hearing white folks pretend as if they built america and and they were nice to slaves or the slaves needed to be enslaved because they were wild uh, savages running through the jungle. Like, let's be honest and let's be serious about what we're dealing with. First of all, black people created civilization. The Moors created so much and built so much that without us, a majority of this stuff don't run. And the indigenous people, immigrants that we all come from created this so-called great country and then when you have white folks standing by statements or uh, 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 like make America great again I still have yet to hear what is actually that defined definition for this what does that mean I need to know because I know when I, I, I felt that America could have been great and we weren't in a position of any greatness so if that's what they're talking about Think that our views of what that looks like uh, is going to be very different. So it gets old when we're constantly trying to fit in and they're telling us you don't meet the criteria. <laughs> OK, get a letterman's jacket. You got a letterman's jacket. 
Now you need a Letterman's hat. You got the Letterman's hat. Nope, you need the official shoes. Now you will get the official shoes. Oh, man, you got to have the bracelet. Now you get the bracelet. Like how many times do we have to go through dress rehearsal for them to tell us that we're not properly dressed? <laughs> like let's stop going to the same old dance yeah. and, and and doing the same old two-step and, and getting the, the running man and the uh, uh, Robocop done on us. And look at for look at it for what it is. It is 2017, and we're still dealing with the same problems our ancestors and our forefathers dealt with. If that doesn't wake somebody up, if what Colin Kaepernick has not, what I love about Colin Kaepernick for those people that are woke, it's just show the truth about America more and more each day. People like myself, as I earlier said, I'm not crazy. I'm ahead of the curve, and I'm honest, and I'm. Not afraid to be truthful. Now, I had a white friend of mine, Matt Guerrero, a high school buddy. He actually hit me on Facebook. He said, wow, your consistent uh, wordplay and movement and what you've said on Facebook consistently, not for two months, not for two years, but a consistent message is now seeping through a major line. It is really picking up major, not the fact that I'm saying it, but just the messaging, right? Change in that way when people see that who are watching from above and just see how much you're going to really stick to what you're saying. It's letting me know that clearly it ain't the people that saying we need to fix the problem. It's the people that don't identify that there is a problem that we have to be worried about. And in that case, it gets old that we're constantly not allowed to be ourselves and constantly have to simulate and change. And that's still not good enough. That's why I say sometimes it's just best to part ways and separate and do your own thing. I think that a lot of this stuff that you have people who have ideological differences or sometimes it's just a, a drastic difference of perception. If you don't see something the way somebody keeps presenting it to you and they keep presenting you the same thing and keep explaining it to you the same way, mm -hmm. only you don't see what they're talking about. Sometimes it's a better move instead of just double downing on the fact that you don't see the way that they see things as opposed to let me just see. I think one of the the best things that, that, that I learned it was from a, a young man. Uh, Who's not autistic he's just a great kid who happens to have autism uh -huh. and the way that autism was always explained to me was uh some form of issue problem disability when it comes to seeing things expressing things processing things that's how i learned my whole life up to then kind of my definition of what i had been given i learned through talking with him and being around him that it's not a, a defect or a deficiency, it's just a different way. Mm -hmm. And it was a young man, I remember he used to sit and he would stare at something from across the room. We'd just become fixated on something. And I would look to see what he was looking at. And it would be something off in the corner. And the big thing that I had to shift my brain from was not why is he staring at this thing in the corner, mm. but what is it What's wrong with me that I'm not noticing what's fascinating to him? Mm. Like my perspective changed in the sense of he is completely enthralled and fascinated with something on the, across the room that is not hitting my radar that I'm missing out on. Mm. So it was about changing my perspective of what it is that I'm seeing or not seeing and using somebody else's point of view to be the jump off to that. If you don't agree with everybody's point or the way that they're presenting it or what it is that they're saying, it might serve you a little bit better to remove the fact of I can't they don't see it the way that I see it to what is it about that they're talking about that I'm missing? What am I not seeing? What am I not hearing? What's going over my head or going past my eyes? And if we can get ourselves in a position to where we're not so hung up on thinking that we're a thousand percent right with what we see, hear and think, and that maybe there just might be another way of hearing something, seeing something or experiencing it, we'll find that there's a lot more common ground between us than we might think. It's simply we're mainly two people in the same room, but we're staring at different walls. And if you look at the other person's wall, you can understand that we're still in the same room. We just seeing things a little bit different.
Amen. So these are things that we need to be aware of that we need to uh, address and definitely out here in the traffic say something about. Well, you know, like I said, again, this is not about a flag. It's not about the national anthem. It's about police brutality, injustice, uh, oppression and, you know, black lives that do matter. And if you're out there in the world, remember when you have a conversation, it's not about uh, just <laughs> hearing what's being listening to what you want to respond to. You actually want to hear what's being said to you. Where can folks find you online, Barry? Barry Axius, Facebook, Barry Axius, Twitter, and at Team Void. Instagram, blackblueprintswithaz.com is the website. I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Every other social media platform is at CEO. as well as make sure you, uh, if you got info, if you got, maybe you want to be on a podcast, stuff that you want to rebut, you can always uh, comment as well as uh, share on the either SoundCloud where you're hearing this or also on iTunes as well as say something podcast at gmail.com is the email and at we say something on Twitter. This has been Jermaine Morris with Barry Axius. Yes, sir. Say something podcast. And until next show, holla. We'll holla at you later. <laughs>